The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today as your host is Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everyone, to another online business briefing where we're going to shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the small and micro cap markets. Today, we're speaking with once again, First Cobalt Corp. The company's traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker symbol FCC and recently moved up to the OTCQX best market listing under the same ticker symbol here in the States, FT. SSF, but now on the OTCQX. We are welcoming the tr- president and CEO of the company, Trent Mel. Trent, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Hey, thank you for taking the time to call in with so much going on with your company. I know you had a speaking engagement today. Uh, we see that on the press wire. Uh, the, we also want to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on with the company, starting with the acquisition of U.S. Cobalt. Trent, the floor is yours. All right, thank you. So, you know, backdrop, of course, to to everything Cobalt right now is electric vehicles, and it's, it's Tesla, and it's a whole lot more. It's, frankly, it's an Asia story more than North America, although we're, we're starting to catch up. And so all these Cobalt companies basically came into existence last year to try to find new supplies as we're in a deficit situation. And our team, we, we looked at the Congo uh, because we, we know the country. Uh, our VP of exploration worked there. We decided uh, things were going to get worse there, and they have. And so we started by focusing on Canada. There's two big mining jurisdictions for cobalt that we believe in in North America. One is Ontario, and we did a three-way merger and tied up half of that camp. And then as we look to this year, we we turned our sights onto the U.S., and and so we're on the cusp of uh, completing a transaction to acquire a company called U.S. Cobalt, and U.S. Cobalt has a really attractive uh, land package in, in Idaho. And that project, we think, could be fast-tracked into production. Well, and this is another way to keep your company vertically integrated. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that North American battery market as well, because it is growing, as you pointed out. Yeah, no, great, great question. And so when you look at where do you find cobalt today, uh, 65% roughly is coming out of the Congo, out of the DRC. That's going to grow to 75% as two big mines come online. And so... Our team, uh, we're all seasoned miners. We come from bigger, bigger companies, myself, Barrick. And we've got, you know, Glencore and Falcon Bridge and, and so forth within our ranks. And so scour the globe. You've got a lot of low-grade nickel cobalt plays in, in Australia, but a little far for us. We've got some earlier stage stuff in South America and Europe. You know, North America is where we decided to lay our, lay our, our, our strategy and focus our strategy. And your point to vertical integration is, 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 a, is a really important one because when you mine cobalt and you run it through a mill, you're going to produce this concentrate. But before you can sell it to Tesla or a battery maker or, or anybody who can make good use of it, you've got to refine it into a, into a finished state or into a salt or a chemical form. To do that, you need a refinery. And, and we have the only permitted cobalt refinery in North America that can produce battery-grade materials today. And, 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 and that's significant because your other refining options are offshore, but none of them can treat 
North American ore easily because uh, just a feature of our geology is a lot of arsenic. And so U.S. cobalt acquisition and the Idaho play is precisely that. It keeps us in North America. We grow our footprint, and we've got that refinery, which is going to be a real key asset as we move forward. Well, you brought up Glencore in that last commentary. Let's talk about some controversies that are going on currently and that can provide opportunities, though, for First Cobalt Court. And specifically, I'm talking about the uh, Glencore, Kintanaga, uh, they're in legal proceedings. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things within your industry and how you can opportunistically take advantage of them. Yeah, so Glencore is the, the biggest cobalt producer in the world. Uh, by far, China Mali would be would be right behind them, uh, and and the bulk of their production is coming out of the DRC. And one of their bigger positions, and it, it stands to be their biggest producer, is Katanga. It's a subsidiary; they own most of it. But uh, the Katanga mine uh, has a royalty obligation towards Israeli billionaire Dan Gertler, who is persona non grata in the U.S., uh, but is very close to the the dictator, or the president of the DRC. And so Glencore is now in a box. They, are, they were told by the U.S. that they are not allowed to make any royalty payments to Gertler. Gertler is now suing. There's risks of expropriation of, or at least of a cessation of operations in one of the biggest cobalt operations in the world. So cobalt right now being the choke point for electric vehicles. Uh, to have that mine uh, go into some form of questionable sort of holding pattern would be, would be absolutely awful, and yet it allows folks like us to really shine a light on, on frankly, underexplored opportunities outside the Congo and try to build up the world's uh, supply of cobalt battery materials outside of that country. Well, finally, another bit of controversy is how Elon Musk handled his recent shareholder meeting and earnings call and basically wouldn't ask questions, but they're always in the forefront of these conversations. They're suggesting they may be thrifting out cobalt. Talk to me about the impact Tesla has on this whole market. Sure. Tesla actually is probably the number three producer worldwide. Uh, there are dozens of, uh, of electric vehicle producers in the world, and a lot of them, a lot of them being focused in, in Asia. Um, he, he made it. But there's a couple of things that have really impacted the cobalt market, which create a, a real good buying opportunity. Uh, it's a sentimental investment because it's a small market and it's a fairly newly developed, newly developing market. And so, on the, on the one hand, we had a statement by Morgan Stanley three months ago saying, "Oh, there's too much. There's going to be too much lithium. We're in an oversupply situation." And boom, all the lithium names came down. And, and it took cobalt with it, which, which makes no sense if you look at the supply and demand differences. And then the second hit we took recently was, yeah, Elon Musk's phone call when he says he's reducing the cobalt in his battery to next to zero. But the you know, point is it's not zero. You can't take cobalt out of the battery full stop. And, and when you look at where we are with EVs today, we've got about a 1.5% at most global vehicle penetration rate. So for every 100 cars sold, you have one or two of them that are going to be EVs. We need to lower the content. I mean, I'm saying this as a cobalt executive. We need to lower the amount of cobalt for a vehicle in order to produce more vehicles because there's just not enough cobalt there. So his, his statement, it, it's a nothing. Uh, it, he's, a, he's a small part of the EV world, but an important one because of his, his persona. But uh, it does not detract from the fact that uh, we've got a pretty strong future ahead of us. Well, Trent, I appreciate your time and insight into the industry overall. Let's circle back and specifically talk about your company as we wrap up spring 2018 and into the summer months. What should we expect from you and your company? Well, first, first out of the gate, we've got to close this transaction with U.S. Cobalt, which, which is going to happen at the end of May. And uh, with that, you, you should start to see a little bit of price movement around first Cobalt. We, we're down 30% since the transaction was announced, which is not uncommon when you're buying a company with all shares. 
So I'm a big shareholder. I didn't take a salary last year. I took I invested instead into the company. And so creating value for shareholders is paramount for me. And uh, this transaction is going to get us there. And the first milestone that a post-closing that I'm really looking forward to is to get our very first resource estimate out of the Idaho asset that will come in uh, that will come in September. And, and I dare say they've got a historic resource of over a million tons uh, instead of a non-compliant resource estimate from 1980 by a big mining company called Naranda. Uh, I think it's going to be well, well in excess of that in the market. I think we'll be impressed with not just the size of the initial resource, but the guidance we're going to be able to give on on what the future could hold for this particular asset. So once you've got a resource, uh, you you can keep drilling, you can do your economic studies, your your metallurgical work, and you can start to put this particular property on the path to development. And that brings our refinery right to the forefront. We're doing a study on the refinery. What does a restart look like in terms of capital and throughput? And how can it be used not just for the Idaho asset, but also for the other properties and former producing lines we have in Canada, and, and frankly, as a hub for any mineral processing of third-party feeds throughout the continent. So big, big year ahead, starting with get the deal done, get the resource out, talk up the, the, the upside of the refinery once we've done our costing and engineering work. And then from there, we'll have a lot of news coming out of Canada as well as we drill out 15 former producing cobalt silver mines. Well, listeners, once again, First Cobalt Corp can be found on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker symbol FCC, on the OTCQX under the ticker symbol FTSSF. I want you to learn more about the company by following them at firstcobalt.com. Using those ticker symbols, you can get into their press releases and socialize with the company, and uh, you can reach them directly as well. There's email, info at firstcobalt.com. Well, Trent, as always, an absolute pleasure speaking with you and learning more about your company as well as the cobalt industry as a whole. Thanks for your time here today, Trent. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You as well. For Trent Mel, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mention hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the feature company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at NetworkNewswire.com. 